Uh, hey. Oh, sorry, you just caught me sponging myself. Ah, oh, this is Aristotle, full throttle, and I'm Aristotle, full throttle. We're just uh, going to hang out and jam. We're going to hang out and jam and talk and talk about the world and whatnot. I figured uh, I actually spent yesterday, remember I was complaining about the action on this guitar? I uh, What I did was I adjusted the truss rod. Trust me on this one. Uh, so I, I adjusted the truss rod on this, and now it sounds a lot better now. Sorry if I'm out of focus. Sometimes it happened that way. Sometimes I get out of focus. Sometimes we lose focus in life. See how you can turn everything into a metaphor? What's a metaphor? For bringing a simile to my face. Oh! Welcome. Uh, you know, I figure it adds a little bit of interest if I strum away on the guitar like I'm a folk singer or something like that. I'm no folk singer, man. I ain't no folk singer. I ain't no Bob Dylan. I ain't no... Glamour boy, I'm fierce. <laughs> uh, hopefully, someone got that. Hopefully, the um, comments will be working sooner than later. Let's see. Let's turn these comments. Turn those machines back on. There we go. Comments are ready, ready to rock. So, if you have a comment or question or request or whatever you whatnot you want to do, just let me know. Just let me go know and just say it right there. Them, their comments section. Let me make that a little smaller so we can feature the guitar. Um, guitar is fun. You ever play guitar? I do almost every day. You know, I didn't... I, uh... Look at this beautiful production value that I brought to the, to the, to the joint today. Let's see. If I stay here, I could turn the... Autofocus on. Uh, we'll leave the autofocus on. Oh, jeez. If there's a thing for your heel that's equivalent to shin splints, I just got one. Ow. Oh, I just went running. Oh, boy. Well, anyway, welcome. This is the Aristotle Full Throttle Show. We do five days a week. We hang out. We, uh, we chat. We talk about life. We talk about uh, issues in the world. And, and Amber Heard also. We talk about Amber Heard. <laughs> Did you hear? you hear about Amber Heard? I have, sadly, I don't have that much sympathy for, frankly, either of them, <laughs> either Amber Heard or Johnny Depp. But, you know, things have happened uh, in my life where I could say, um, you know, a lot of people give Amber Heard uh, <clears throat> herd immunity. You know what I mean? It's like she's got herd immunity. You heard? Because a lot of times women will be, uh, most of the time women are the recipients, the victims of violence and domestic violence. A lot of times, you know, we hear about that and we say, you know, believe women. We should believe women. We should also maybe change that phrase to take women seriously. Because if you believe people uh, flat out, right out of the box, if you just believe women um, or people, or people who claim to be victims, you'll find that there's a lot of people out there who have a victim mentality, uh, and they like to capitalize on that. These are generally narcissistic people. <sighs> you, you'll encounter a lot of those in Los Angeles, I found. Uh, but hey, welcome, Golden jo uh, John Ion. Hey, Mr. Fancy Backdrop, how are you today? You know why I have this backdrop today? Actually, I'm, I'm well, thank you. How are you? Uh, I have this backdrop today because uh, I had an audition earlier and I have an audition later. So I'm just going to keep it up. Maybe I'll keep it up. Maybe I'll iron it out. Maybe I'll put like stars and stripes on it. Maybe not stars and stripes. I'm not that patriotic. But maybe I'll just put I'll, like put a flower here or something like that. Maybe perhaps throughout this week we will see this backdrop get fancier and more pantsier. Fancy, pantsy. Fancy pants. Welcome to the show, Golden John Ion. If you have any questions, requests, comments, concerns, let us know in the comments below. I'm happy to hear about them. I'm happy to feel them. I'm happy to ponder, speculate, and wonder about whatever's on your mind. And also, interject guitar stuff. Why not? I like guitar. It's my safety blanket. You guys have a safety blanket? Me? It's this thing right here. So I just... Play along, you know, 
It was like... I adjusted this guitar yesterday, so now it's got way better action. So now I can't complain about... See? So much easier to play now. <laughs> uh, trust me, I was, I was not feigning. I was not able to play this guitar. It's very difficult. Guitars are way too... Guitars are a good way to tell a story. They really are. Because this, in fact, is the most dramatic chord in the world. So if you say anything remotely dramatic and you punctuate it with this chord, you'll find that nothing else in the world will beat it. I love it. My favorite favorite chord ever. I think it's an F major 9. An F minor 9. My bad. F minor add 9. Sort of. Uh, I'm sitting at SOS. I hope that someone gets my SOS. That's a pretty cool song. You know what? That reminds me. My mom just told me a story. Hey, thanks, Judel19. I'm just hanging out here, just playing guitar. My mom told me a funny story earlier. She said she went back, back in the day when Sting was, you know, was a musician. Back in the day when they used to sell CDs, my mom was going to get my brother uh, Sting's greatest hits. My brother has excellent musical taste. I'd say about 90% of the time. Some of the times questionable 90% of the time very good very very distinct musical ear my brother he said but one Christmas when he was younger he said I would like Sting's greatest hits so my mom went to a record store or a CD store and she said to the guy uh I'm looking for Sting's greatest hits and the guy at the record store said that would be the police Stingburn. That's two. That's two. That's a sting burn. That's a burn that stings. It's pretty good. Oh, Leonard Cohen. Leonard Cohen, one of the greatest poets, songwriters, writers, just dudes, just artists. You know what I mean? I respect people like Leonard Cohen because Leonard Cohen is a guy that I can relate to on some level because he just does all the things that he wants to do. You know, he says. Uh, I'd like to write a song now. I'd like to write one of the greatest songs I've ever written. Hallelujah. You know what I mean? And he goes ahead and um, writes one of the best songs I've ever written. The cool thing about the song, Hallelujah, I don't know how much you know that song. It's deliberately interpretable. That's why there's a really great cover by our friend uh, Jeff Buckley and other artists out there. It's a very coverable song. And he left it open-ended and interpretable on purpose because Leonard Cohen was a genius. I don't know if you know that. You might know that. You probably do since you brought him up. Um, you know, it's a... And he hit on your mom in, in a hotel in Canada. Golden Giant, not Ion. You might be half Leonard Cohen. So what happened was this dude wrote a song that it describes itself while the song is playing. It's kind of the major lift and the minor fall. Or the minor lift of the minor fall. Well, whatever he says. It's it's a uh, it's describing the actual musical movements while he's singing the movement. It's actually pretty cool. That's uh, that's why that song is cool. And then you can take that song and actually, you know, he's sort of pawing around for the song in the song. So he just keeps saying hallelujah, hallelujah, because that's one of the words that you just can sing in church if you don't know the words, you know. I find that highly fascinating. 
trying to get this microphone to not to not drop on the floor. How's it mix? Because I brought the microphone back a little bit from my face and closer to the guitar so that we could hear a little bit of both a little bit better. Sorry, guys. I started the show like this. Sorry, sorry though. I, I didn't mean to sponge you like that. So I adjusted this guitar yesterday because it was giving me problems. I asked my father for a Allen wrench so I can get up in there and turn the truss rod to the right to relieve some of this action. And now it's... so much easier to play it i'm excited to play it for you that's why i'm kind of set up like this the setup is is for an audition i did earlier and i have an audition later so i'm just kind of preserving the setup you know keeping it uh keeping it real real stupid that's what we do i like to keep it real real stupid Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> That's all I had to say. Jimi Hendrix. What a good guy. What a good guy at guitar. You know? I don't know if he was a good guy or not, but his guitar playing, phenomenal. I don't know if you've heard about his guitar playing, but it's turns out it's really good. <laughs> turns out it's kind of unreplicatable. Um, unlike the song Hallelujah by Leonard Cohen. Whatever happened to that golden John Ian? What happened? Did you actually... Golden John Ian says, nah, I don't look half as good as him uh, in, a, in a trilby hat. But it was an interesting moment, to say the least. Well, that is an interesting moment. My mom, I don't know if you mind me saying this, but she, she used to be married to Paul Whiteman Jr. Remember Paul Whiteman Jr.? No? That's okay. He's dead now. It's okay. He's been dead for like 50 years. Thank you for t- t- tuning into the tuning hour. You know, uh, it's the best part about life is just constantly, finally tuning and adjusting. That's what we do in life, turns out. I did this on a, on a show early, uh, a few months ago, but it was like all of the 90s songs were this. And then you had the same song, but it was a... Same chords, different band entirely. First one was Oasis. The second one was Alice in Chains. And then there's another song that was also that song. Uh, but it's not as good as I get knocked down and I get up again. And then they ever gonna keep me down. Knocked down and I get up again. That's... I forget how that goes. Thankfully, I forgot how that goes, Judy. <laughs> I get knocked down. They ever gonna keep me down I get knocked down And I get up again They ever gonna keep That's it You gotta get knocked Come on everybody And I get up again And then I get knocked down 
again. I'm never going to keep me down. I'm going to do 10 hours of this. It'll be a 10-hour stream, and I'll just sing Chumbawamba for you. Don't forget the elongated way of singing. Also, the voice cracking. Huh? <laughs> so everybody was, huh? <laughs> you ought to know. Huh? Superman is dead. I sang in order. I just sang the Cranberries and Linus Morissette and another Canadian band. Well, first one was Irish, second one was Canadian, third one was also Canadian. They were called Our Lady Peace. You know I should have my friend Mike from Our Lady Peace on this show? I will. Remind me. I'm going to talk to my friend Mike. He used to play in that band. Got it. Uh. Oh, almost. If you could guess it before I figure out how to play it. destroy my sweater you know what makes that song great come at me rick beato come at me rick beato i make fun of rick beato because he's always like you know what makes this song great it goes like this uh i just love that that's how he does you know what i mean he just says stuff he likes about the song here's what i like about that song though this is a song called Sweater song by the Weezers, and it goes, um, If you want to destroy my sweater, oh, whoa, oh, do oh, this string as I walk away. That's the regular chorus, right? Destroy my sweater, pull this string as I walk away, right? But then in the end, they add like a little spice, they go like this. I love that. extra chord in there they sneak it in a little extra little extra spice they just sneak it under they sneak it under the door just just to love it i don't know why i love it but that's clever add another chord at the end that's what sting does if we were talking about sting earlier <clears throat> sting always likes to add a uh, this is like the aristotle full throttle songwriting hour uh-oh Sting likes to put an extra chord in there sometimes. Yeah. That's some good music value, says Penny. The Weezer chord. Yes, the Weezer chord is the greatest chord in the world. Or is it? That's the greatest chord in the world. That's the greatest chord ever invented. I would like to travel to the person who created this chord. But I've, I imagine it would be like the journey from the Lord of the Rings. I would have to like say, who made this chord? I'd have to get on a, an e I would just take the eagle to the mountain, though. I wouldn't walk for three movies. I would just walk, I would just take the eagle to the mountain and drop the ring off, you know. But I would go knock on the door of the person. Did you guys see Bill and Ted's uh, Face the Music? Did you see it? No? Okay, fine. It's excellent. I love it. Actually, the first one's excellent. The second one's bogus. Third one, follow me on this one. It's really good. Uh, the when they go to death's door, they literally go to death's door. <clears throat> In the third one, 
That's my favorite. That's how I picture me going to find out who invented this chord. I want to know who invented that chord. It's like, who put the the bop and the bop shabop? Who put this? Who put the add nine in the E minor? What's going on in your world today? Me? I'm just hanging out with you guys. Playing some... But I don't know. Just strumming. Peddling. Bamping. That's what they call the blues. It's like, what my favorite, th- you know what I like about the blues? It's three notes. Uh, it's easy. It's three to five notes. <laughs> Just ask any person with three to five fingers. Almost everybody in the world has two hands, too. You could ask Judy. The, uh, but that song, or the blues, in fact, is the modern, it's like the bass. It's the bass for all, everything. Everything you hear on the radio, almost everything, those five notes, pentatonic scale on up, but also the the bluesiness, the blue note, you know, like the. Like the bluesy note. Here's a cool thing. Dig this. Um, originates from African-Americans who worked in the field singing African folk songs. And this is... When I say African-Americans, I mean slaves. I mean the slaves that were working in the fields who had to entertain themselves by singing. And they would sing songs that were also based in African folk songs, which contained these types of harmonies and these types of notes. And then as you got into the 20th century... People started to mimic those sounds on the horns. So, like, if you were in New Orleans or Chicago, Chicago, you would, uh, you'd mimic those sounds that you heard growing up or from your grandfather or your grandmother or whatever uh, on the horn. And then you start to incorporate it into the music. start to put that in to the music which was the basis for all blues and all jazz and rock and roll you know like a that whole it's all the blues it's just the blues sped up which is rock and roll which was invented, rock and roll. It was written. It's, uh, I hate to break it to you, Elvis fans. Uh, it was written, invented by black people. <laughs> Chuck Berry being one of them. Also, uh, also, Little Richard, uh, speeding up the blues and turning it into rock and roll. That's what modern rock and roll is. Elvis, uh, no full shade on Elvis because here's the thing: I love Elvis in a sen- in a way, but Elvis became the poster boy to sell blues, which all the kids were loving on the radio. They were hearing it in clubs and everything. But Elvis, being talented, he was a talented guy. So don't come at me, Elvis fans. Uh, but he was white, so he was more marketable or in the eyes of racist America <laughs> to sing the songs of the black folks. Uh, and when you first saw Elvis doing the jailhouse rock and all that stuff and the blue suede shoes and he had the, El- he had the guitar on him and he'd do like a dance... Elvis didn't know how to play guitar. Watch. He just has a guitar strapped to him on account of guitar being inextricably linked to rock and roll because Chuck Berry invented it 
on the guitar. He took a lot of horn lines. Like he took horns and put it on the strings. So what, what he did is Chuck Berry took horns and the blues, put it on guitar, sped it up, and then it just became the sound. It became the image, the iconography. And then you had Elvis stealing it. He didn't steal it. Listen, a lot of people, made, they dressed him up, they put blue suede shoes on the guy, and they put a guitar on him, and they said, dance, kid. And then he did, but he never even touches the guitar. He doesn't play the guitar. Watch those old videos. Hate to break it to you, fans of Elvis, but here's the, here's the rub. Here's the cool part that I earned respect for Elvis, because if you watch the Elvis in Las Vegas 10 years later, that takes, te- takes place like 1965-ish, maybe 68-ish, but he uh, is playing in uh, – he's wearing like a gold or maybe a black thing, and he's, it's his Vegas performance. Elvis by then learned how to play guitar because he was a good musician and became obsessed with learning how to play the bass and the guitar and, stu- and such. So props to Elvis for filling those blue suede shoes, blue suede shoes eventually. He eventually did. At first, he just kind of danced around like a, I don't know, like a dancing, like a dancing fool. <clears throat> Let me catch up on these uh, comments. Caraptera says, what if we write a song using comments? First line, I need some bread. I need some bread. Making some pizzas and watching you riff. It's going to be a blues song. It's easier. I need some bread. Uh, I need some bread I'm making some pizza See, blues is easy, you just tell you You just you sing about your bread and butter Give me the gluten button uh, Give me the gluten and the butter to sniff Also you can tra- Yes, you can Trace it back to African tribal music as well Golden John Hall. Yes Who is Elvis, says Karaptura Very good, very good you're going to see a movie about it soon. There's a guy playing Elvis. Looks the spitting image of him. Elvis was, um, was a man who married a 14-year-old. You know, Ted Nugent also married... He adopted... Ted Nugent adopted his girlfriend, who was 17, as his daughter. He adopted her as his daughter so that she could live with him. These are all truths, as far as I know. These are all facts, according to me. You can Google it. It's true. Golden John Ion says, Colonel... Colonel Parker was a real piece of S. Oh, the Colonel? Yeah. He was no Colonel Sanders, I'll tell you that much. How's it sound? Does it sound good? You hear me? Is it loud enough? I feel like I'm shouting. But I wanna I wanna make sure that you guys can hear the guitar as well. pretty so pretty so that that song's cool here's why i like that song <laughs> let me tell you something you know why that song great is great you know what makes that song great i'm not like rick beato but i'm ricky beats 
That song has a cool, like, major to minor fall, which is kind of referenced in the Leonard Cohen song, uh, Hallelujah, which is... And you know who else does that? If Ange is watching, let's summon Ange. Ange, if you say uh, Zack Snyder is terrible three times, Ange appears. Zack Snyder is terrible. Zack Snyder is terrible. That's the third time. What if I say it the fourth time? Zack Snyder is, is terrible. Um, Ange's favorite Radiohead song is uh, Creep. It does that similar thing. Does that? Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh, also, Radiohead does that in almost every song, pretty much. They have a song that's, uh, let me see if I can remember how to play it. anybody can remember that song i think it's called the numbers maybe Coroptera says we wait to draw a salt circle first to contain her oh is that elvis we're talking about still or is this like a slug so uh, Coroptera says people who insist that they can't listen to unresolved chord progressions are interesting why do they insist that you know, one of my favorite bands, one of my favorite bands is, uh, what's, well, uh, uh, let me see if I can remember how to play this song. Let me just, wait, wait, let me think about it for a second. Uh, I'm trying, I'm trying to hear it in my head. Hold on. Uh, let me summon the, the salt monster. Would. People who insist they can't listen to unresolved chord progressions are interesting. Well, there's certain things, there's certain... I mean, it's nice to have resolution. It's nice to have that... You know, I, also, I often play this. What do I... It's like a habit. I forget... Just like this. I don't know. It's very satisfying. I gotta, I gotta find it, because the tune isn't coming to my head right, readily. Because I said there's a riff, and it's making me mad. Usually, if I don't have a mental block, I can I can hear the song in my head first. I just need to hear the first note. Let me see. There it goes. Yeah. <clears throat> it's too high. Too high on this the guitar. Let me see. Oh, oh. 
My brain is, I can't think and talk. I gotta find the notes. But it has a really cool chord progression where it's like, um, yeah. see if I can this is a really cool song we should all listen to and learn it's by the the band failure I don't want to get a copyright strike so I got to turn it down <laughs> I'll learn how to play it right now uh, but it has really interesting chord progressions all right I'm listening to it it goes like this yeah I gotta play it a half step down though up so Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Anyway, listen to that song. <laughs> it's really. I think I lo people lost interest halfway through me trying to figure out that song. But people who insist they can't listen to Unresolved... You know, it's funny, Karaptera. I knew somebody. He may or may not have been my brother. He said, he said, I don't like minor chords. And I said, you don't like minor chords? He's like, ah, no, nah, I don't like... I think he just needed... He wanted to say he doesn't like um, sort of sad-sounding music, I guess. But there's no... You can't have... There's no... You need minor chords. It's like having, it's like saying, I don't like, um, like you need yin and you need yang. You need them, they need, one does not exist attempt, ex essentially without the other. If you have a minor chord, it's to complement the major chord and vice versa. Those are the basic chords, major and minor. But like, it was very strange to me as a kid because I was very confused. I'm like, you don't like minor chords? How do you just play major chords? You're just going to be like... I mean, that sounds pretty cool, though. <laughs> I mean, it's just getting kind of crazy after a minute. But, uh, so, like, the song... All You Need Is Love by the Beatles. Um, nothing could do. It's got a nice little sound. It's got a nice little, like, um, I could taste it. It's a... It's like saying, I don't like bitter. I don't like salt. If you don't like a, the accent of salt, if you, don't, if you don't like salt, then you don't like ice cream. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> if you don't... Because in your mind, you're like, sweet. Yeah, but you know how much salt is in ice cream? A lot. Also, if you make a chocolate chip cookie, you better put salt on it for me. Because that's the best. The dead half-open smile really makes it work. A salt or bitter chord? A bitter chord might be... Um, Uh, salty chord, salty chord. Huh. Let me think of a salty chord. Uh. Nah, that's more, that's more tangy. That's got tang to it. Here's a sugary chord. That sounds like sugar. It is a little salty. Um, but you gotta, you gotta have one to complement the other. One doesn't exist. This is what I always say about Superman and Batman. People are like, 
we need a sad Superman. I'm like, you already got a sad Batman. Why you need a sad Superman? Superman got to be happy because otherwise you got two mopey, mopey heroes. You got to have one guy who's not sad, Ange. If you're listening, Ange, I'm calling you out. Where are you, Ange? You can't make Superman sad. You got to be happy. Batman sad. You don't have a spectrum unless you have a center point. And the center point is super, super dude. salty <clears throat> Corruptorus says consider the center point is unfixed on any spectrum as we are unable to determine the, the finite version of any extreme yeah but you could tell the differences in two points on a spectrum. And if you start with Superman, Batman got to be over here somewhere. Otherwise, then if they're sta- they take up the same, if they take up the same, uh, if you use a spectrometer, <laughs> if you use a, a prism to break up the, the elements in a uh, spectrograph, they should not be the same. Uh, oh, I should learn that song for tomorrow. I learned this song yesterday. If anybody can name it, put it in the comments. song from when i was a kid and i i never sat down to just like pick out the chords because it had some salty chords in it like like that in it it's a little tangy salty tangy it's like a margarita margarita chord song cool song it's by the same band that does Golden Ion, Golden John Ion says, uh, a Robert Pattinson emo Superman would have been off-putting. Yes, I agree. Superman, I believe you were supposed to say, but Superman sounds like he's uh, he's a great conversational conversationalist at dinner. Um, Chiropterus says, will you sing for me before I go back in to work in four minutes? Yeah. Love. All you need is love. Oh, wait, 
I'm gonna I'm singing in a weird key. Sorry. <laughs> uh, no, that's okay. the best chord. All you need is love. Love. Uh, love is all you need. One more time straight through. All you need is love. Everybody. All you need is love. All you need is love. Love. Love is all you need. That's the first song that was ever performed live across two continents from a satellite broadcast by the Beatles. They performed it live for the world for the first time bouncing off of a satellite dish and they performed it in the UK and they, it, the whole world got to see it. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool uh, thing. Um, also, is called the sweater song by Weezer. I learned it at the beginning of the hour and um, just uh, replayed it because it's good for the memory banks. That's the best way to learn songs and lines for stuff is kind of go over, learn it at the beginning of the hour and then go back over it at the end of the hour to reinforce it. And then maybe one more time before you leave rehearsal and then think about it at night and in the morning, first thing in the morning, play it again because it'll uh, solidify in your brain box which I found to be on the top of my shoulders usually. Location is usually there. Let me see. Hey, kids. Got supper on the brain making these pizzas, I guess. He says, trying to hide his dyslexia. <laughs> no worries, Golden John Ion. We all got our uh, strengths. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, and uh, it sounds like pizza is one of yours. I would like to have a slice, please. No worries about that. We, you know, not everybody thinks the same. Not everybody's brain works the same, but we try to standardize it. We try to standardize it. For me, I hear things, and, and they sound like music. They sound like beats. They, they remind me of other things. And maybe that doesn't work for everyone else. So, you know, in some sense, might, that might be considered a deficit. It might be considered a surplus, depending on where you are. So... Ain't gonna affect your pizzas, I promise you that. <laughs> I never really took to reading as a kid. I had to, had to really work at it. I actually, I have to like slow down when I read because I get ahead of myself and then I start to see the words later than sooner. I can't, it, the sequence of them, it's just too tedious for me to go one word at a time. So... I can, I can relate to that. Email me some pizza at mymouth.com. That's the, that's the thing I always play. That's, I always play this habitually. This is a very one resolving type of chord. Three, it's like a five, five, four, one. Something like that, I always say. Yeah, it's a five, four, one. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't know how to analyze chords instantly. I can I can if I give me like five minutes. If you gave me like 43 more minutes, I could figure out what chord I'm playing. What was that song when we were kids? song was good i remember the chords in it i'll, I'll see if i can <clears throat> if i can remember here it is 
Come on, play the song. Come on. <laughs> wow, that's a very... It's a... Let me just try that one more time. This is how you learn songs, kids. <clears throat> See if I can remember it. Oh, okay. using a capo it's this one I should learn these songs before I, I do my show. How about this one? talking about that earlier that resolution that major to minor resolution but that's a cool descending line actually because it's a line going on there so check that out so it's cool that's just cool go paul mccartney that guy's got a future that's a that's another one Everybody loves this one.
That's a beautiful song. Played by a bass player. That was played by the the bass player of the Bleedles. Well, guys, it appears we've done it. We played it for an hour. We jammed out. I feel like I look weird with staring at my hand the whole time. Maybe I should stare at the screen. Now we can play it. Now there's time for Metallica. We'll play it again. There, that's that's it. One of my favorite Foo Fighters, Foo's Fighter songs. Just so bad for Taylor Hawkins leaving us early. Fighters. drums on that song but he was one of our heroes well that's all the juice I got in the, the high C can where you got to take the can opener and put a triangular hole on one side and then turn it around and put another triangular hole on the other side in order for the air pressure to push the juice out that's all that i got what do you got let us know in the comments below remember to subscribe like a chair hang out with me every day right now i'm playing guitar that's what we're doing because i you know primarily I identify as a musician and that's what i do i play the music so thanks for hanging with me and thanks for uh listening It's funny because people say, how do you know which buttons press on a guitar neck? How do you know which ones to press? And I'm, I'm like, how do you know how to pee? You figure it out. Let's play some tool. Drop B. Let's see who it is.
Hello? 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 Goodbye. Um, you don't say. You don't say. Oh, you don't say. Who was on the phone? They didn't say. Anyway, if you have any requests, comments, concerns, um, I don't know, take it up with the complaint department, <laughs> which is me. Thank you for being here. Uh, remember to subscribe on Aristotle Dreyer on all the things. Let me just get back and focus. Let me get in the focus range. Cool. I got to change that later. Remind me. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Probably. Likely. Most likely. Every day, five days a week, Monday through Friday. I can't talk anymore because I've been playing guitar. And that's how it works. Snails. That's a song called uh, There Is No You, There's Only Me. You know what I like about this song? It's true. Listen to the lyrics. It sounds egotistical. He says, There is no you, there's only me, there's no effing you, there's only me. But the point is, it's a very interesting point. I'll leave you with this. That song is fantastic because uh, Trent Reznor. He's singing about the fact that in a relationship, you kind of invent your partner. You kind of invent, oftentimes, people invent their partner, and they don't see them for who they are. And they uh, turn out to think, after they get dumped by that partner, you know, they dwell on this idea of them that they've always had, that they thought they had, that they were, they were an invention, actually, in fact, and he says, I just made you up to hurt myself. Trent Reznor is singing in this character's voice, saying, I just made you up to hurt myself. I just made this image of you so that I could be self-pitying, so that I could just pity myself for being hurt, play the victim, in fact. Uh, so the lyrics are, there is no you, there is only me. There is no you, there is only me. And if you listen to it superficially, you might think, wow, what an egotistical jerk. But if you listen to the actual lyrics, he's saying, I've invented you. I'm sad. I invented you. There is no you. There's only been me. And it's kind of, kind of a philosophically speaking, it's kind of true about everybody in your life. We only see the pieces of people that, we, that they show us that we want to see. Both or vice versa, any combination of those. So the whole world is just an, an interpretation <laughs> Yeah, deal with that. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, put that one together. We were talking about metaphors earlier. That's a fork about a fork. You're going to eat a lot of spaghetti with that. Meta spaghetti. You're going to eat fourth dimensional spaghetti with a metaphoric. Thank you. Hopefully no one in the world has ever thought of that idea before. Uh, that's what I hope to bring you every day, an original thought. Um... I'm going to go learn this song, and then I'll play it for tomorrow. Thanks, guys. <laughs>